you'll probably have to edit that one out. I love that one. And the home of the Episode 101 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And I got to tell you, 101 has uh, a great significance, a deep significance to me personally, because the what used to be the oldies station here in New York, where I grew up and, and the station that I grew up listening to. The radio station that I was raised on was CBS FM 101.1. And since this is the very beginning of the podcast, it could be argued that this section is, in fact, 101.1. So uh, this, this, is, this is something that means a lot to me. So I am happy to be here, and I'm happy to be here with you. And I'm happy to be here with James. How are you, James? I'm hanging in there, sir. How about yourself? I'm all right. And I know you've been a little ill and I'm sorry to hear that, and I appreciate your being able to hockey up and, and do the podcast with me tonight. But uh, I, I know that you were away last week, which is uh, part of the reason why we didn't have a, have a podcast last week. I, I guess it could also be argued that we were taking a little bit of a victory lap after our 100th episode. But yeah, how was your vacation? It was terrific. Yeah, it, it was timing. That, that's all it was. It was a complete coincidence, but it just worked out that way, which was great. But it was uh, we had a fantastic uh, trip. My father took me to Yellowstone Park oh. and we visited Mount Rushmore. And uh, so we checked out Presidents Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt and Lincoln. We saw our Old Faithful which was pretty thrilling. We visited Little Bighorn, the Grand Tetons, and I think we went to five states. So we traveled from South Dakota to Montana to Wyoming to Idaho and Utah. But it was it was a thrilling trip, and this country is a gorgeous country of ours, and I recommend anybody try and see as much of it as you can while we're all here. And you, you told me you also did some uh, boring, docile rafting? Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did a, a raft on the Snake River, which sounded a lot cooler. It was it was a lot of fun as it was, but there was about eight of us on a big raft, an inflatable raft, and it was really calm, no white water or anything crazy like that. In case my mom's listening, it's true. <laughs> we have we have pictures to prove how calm everything was, and I guess our pilot, if you will, who was maneuvering through the water, was excellent. A nice, strong young man, and everybody was great. Nobody fell in. We had our life jackets on just in case, but we got to see an eagle perched up high in a tree, which was a thrill. I, you know, the American rhino, I'm sure you appreciate the eagle mm-hmm. for its symbolism of this great country. Sure. And uh, it was great. It was the, the weather was nice that day. It was rainy and cold during most of the time in South Dakota and uh, Montana, but even Wyoming as well. But the, by the time we got down to the Snake River, it was a nice sunny day and, and calm day too for the water. So that that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, long time listeners will remember that I did have to go to Seattle a couple of times for work. So I did get to walk around the city there, but I've never actually by choice been really west of Pennsylvania 
so I, I I don't have a lot of experience out in the wilds of the country. So you know, I guess you're one up on me there, buddy. Well, it's expensive, and if my dad wasn't treating and he literally paid for every single thing, I didn't spend a dime on the trip. So it was a very expensive trip, and I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, you know, if if you have the money, if you have the time, by all means, you go on like a, a tour or something like that, and and it's great. But it just so happened that it worked out that way. It was something on my dad's bucket list, and uh, I was just lucky enough to go along with him. So it, it was great. I also went to a wedding in Kentucky once. But uh, again, that wasn't really by choice. Okay. But hey, you never know, man. Hopefully the future is wide open and you can take your lovely wife and daughter to uh, the West Coast someday or wherever you want to go. The father of the bride was the mayor of Scotland or Glasgow. What was was it? Where were we? Glasgow? Okay. Yeah. My wife is is, uh, confirming the mayor of Glasgow, Kentucky. (laughs) that's incredible i think he wore a kilt no my wife doesn't remember either Uh, i'm for the sake of the story i'm gonna say he wore a kilt that's excellent in a tent uh, okay any association with the kentucky derby too or just it was actually around the time of the kentucky derby but no uh there there wasn't it was just that happens to be where they live okay hey that's that's friends in high places cool stuff man it's a small town it wasn't that high but listen, the most memorable thing about that wedding, and uh, I, I forgot all about this until just now, was the cocktail hour. So, you know, traditional wedding, you've got the, the, the actual ceremony, and then you've got the cocktail hour, and then is the reception, right? That, that's, that's traditionally the order of events for a wedding. So the cocktail hour, this all took place, in, I believe, at one facility, if I recall correctly, but... The cocktail hour was outside on a patio and there was like a hundred people and there were three small tables. So the bulk of it was just people looking for a place to stand with their, their plate of really very little food. Were there mint juleps being thrown around like crazy? I really don't remember. It was like, I I know I'm sure people didn't tune in to hit the deck to hear me, you know, bash a, 10 year old wedding or whatever, but it, it was like, it was ridiculous. The whole thing was ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, if, if we have any listeners from Kentucky or, or Glasgow, Kentucky, I want to say, I'm sorry for knocking your city. I'm not that sorry, but I hope you're going to enjoy the podcast. Nonetheless. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. All right. How are um, you doing? Otherwise I've been okay. Thank you. I've been, uh, I've been holding down the fort here. Um, as, as James, as you saw, when you came back, we posted a bunch of highlights from hit the deck, as we said, we were going to do on our hundredth episode, we posted a a bunch of highlights. Uh, there was 11 clips, 11 of our best segments as voted by your American Rhino and, uh, with, with some input from James. And, you know, I, I think those are, those are segments that we're really proud of and that are really kind of, you know, indicative of the best stuff that we do here on the podcast. So if you are a new listener, then you may have missed some of these. So I would encourage you to go to our YouTube channel and check it out because there's really no bad, (laughs) there's no bad listens in that batch. And uh, if you are a longtime listener, uh, then maybe go back and, and check some of the segments that you may have enjoyed and forgotten about. Yeah, really, absolutely excellent job, American Rhino. Fantastic, much, much appreciated. Well done, but 
for as great as the amount of work you put into finding those clips and putting them together and making them for YouTube are the pictures you put up are extraordinary because I had the fun couple of days to catch up on what you had posted and, and enjoying and listening and laughing again at, at some of your best work, which is much appreciated. But the pictures you found are astounding, particularly the Sesame Street hockey segment, which I love one of your best, best moments of all time. I enjoyed that you, one too. How did you find a picture of Ernie playing hockey and you put him in between the 1969 moon landing guys? The That's magic a- of Google, Google image search, James. I just, just I, I happened upon it, it. That actually was like a Christmas ornament that somebody was selling on eBay <laughs> or something. And I just cropped it and, and stuck it in. So I apologize right. that I didn't credit anybody for that stuff, but, uh, you know, say lovey. If that gets us more attention, then well done. But that is just extraordinary. Well, well done, sir. Great Thank job. You. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. I hope I hope somebody else besides you. I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I hope someone else besides you also gets a kick out of it. Yeah, we'll we'll do some more because that that's worth listening to and, and promoting. So maybe we'll we'll try and tie things in with Twitter and and Facebook and stuff like that with with all the great work that Gary had just put in because it is a lot of work and Gary never takes credit for what he does and. Brilliant stuff. So thank you so much for all of that. It's really well done and much appreciated. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, James, uh, there is something else that I happen to keep busy with this past weekend that I wanted to talk about. Between highlight segments posted on YouTube, uh, I was able to get out and play hockey with the LIQ. And if you happen to be watching our Facebook page, not I mean, I don't expect that you sit and watch our Facebook page religiously for updates, but... If you happen to be in the vicinity of our Facebook page this weekend, then you know this weekend was interesting, if only because your American Rhino was not in the crease in the games that we played this weekend. We, as I mentioned on a previous recent podcast, the LIQ is growing and we have more goalies than we know what to do with, which is, you know, a great problem to have, believe me, because there have been plenty of times in the past where we've had far too few goalies and we've had to call games just because we didn't have anyone to stand in the other net. But now we have a bunch of people who play goalie either as their primary position or are willing to jump in the goal, uh, you know, as, as, and, and split time in net. And so I decided, you know, it was my turn. It was my turn to not be in net and let a couple of other guys jump in there. So uh, actually three guys wound up playing goal this past weekend. Uh, Craig played the first two games and Eric jumped in for the the other two games on one team. And then uh, the, the, the other goal was backstopped by Sean. So, you know, that was... Uh, and for, for all four games that we played, now just as a reminder, in the LIQ, we don't play full like 15 or 20 minute periods. We play six minute periods, three, three six minute periods. But for we played four games on Sunday and I was out as a skater for all of them. And uh, it was a very interesting experience because I don't know what I'm doing, really. So <laughs> and, and I'm not conditioned for that. So the the first game. After the first period, my lungs were burning. I was, I, I really, I didn't know how I was going to continue. But after that first period, I was okay from a, you know, from a, like a, from a wind perspective, although I did get tired. 
and uh, I, I got a little lazy, I guess, running around. It's hard. Well, I, I, I said, and I posted this on Facebook, I, I, I don't know, James, I don't know how you guys do this. <laughs> like every week. How, I'm sure it's conditioning. I'm sure if, once you do it all the time, you get used to it and it's, it's n- like nothing. But for me, who's not used to this at all, like I, it's, my, my whole body hurt. <laughs> And and Craig, who was uh, out of goal for the the second two games, running around, he he had a similar experience. <laughs> like everything below my neck hurt for a couple of days, and even now, you know, I, I it was hard to walk for a couple of days. I'd sit down for a while, and then I'd have jelly legs for for however long when I stood up. And even now that you know that's mostly passed, I, my legs are still a little sore. So I I can't I can't imagine I. I and I, I know, again, it's conditioning. When I started playing goal years ago, four or four and a half years ago, whatever, four, it was about four years ago, I guess, or maybe even five at this point. I don't, I can't keep track. Whatever. When I started playing goal, however long ago, I, you know, I felt like this after playing games. You know, again, it's what your body's used to. So I, I understand that it gets easier, but geez, man, <laughs> like, and even even when setting conditioning aside, like I would be out there running around and I would have no idea where I was supposed to be. You know, I, I would I would run up sometimes or, or I'd play back wherever I felt like I, I was covering zone best. But you know, I don't know what to do with the puck. I would get the puck and I would look to hand it off because somebody would immediately be on me. Like, I don't know. You know, I. I I, I, I'm not a playmaker. I mean, I was decent enough at passing the puck around, I think, although I do have to apologize for Joe because I took the puck in the corner after it going out and he, he called for the pass. And instead of, you know, just gently sending it over to him, I whipped a really, (laughs) I basically whipped a shot at him and I, I hurt his toe and I apologize for that. Uh, it's just me not knowing what I'm doing, but like, it's a, it's a whole different experience, man. It's a whole new world out there, out of the crease. And, and I think I'm going to be very happy next time I play to, to go back to the safety of that crease. Were you on defense or offense? Mostly defense. I mean, I, I, we, like I said, we cycled a little bit, and I found myself up a couple of times, but I primarily played defense. In fact, Rob, who was on my team, the the first couple of games actually no it wouldn't have been the first couple it would have been the second and third because we lost the first game the second and third game at the end of the game we were up but it was close and rob actually came out so i could go in as a defensive replacement (laughs) so uh yeah i and i pulled a u james at one point it was you know maybe 20 20 seconds left in the game at 15 seconds whatever and there was a scramble in our zone and i wound up sliding like in front of the crease to block a shot (laughs) well i'm glad your goalie instincts kicked in that's fantastic well you know i i tried like i made a conscious effort because i know as a goalie i know what the other end of that feels like i tried very hard not to screen my goalie and not to you know block him from being able to make a save so i hope that i was able to pull that off effectively yeah, and, and again, we can't do what you do either. Being a goalie, as I said, my own personal experience, I could not do anything 
I, I, my friends were telling me where they were going to shoot. They waited. So like, we're, we're going to shoot to your glove side. Okay. And I still could not make the save. So it goes both ways. I don't know how you guys do it in goal. God bless you. You're wonderful. And I guess having the freedom of being able to run around, especially not having all that gear on you. Yeah. That must was... have been the worst part of it. No. The, the, are you kidding? The running around, not having well, to wear all that gear was the best part. Because uh, like you must have been like a free animal that was just let out of its cage, or a free rhino. Yeah, roaming free. Cage. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That's very, very close to the truth. It it did feel a lot like that. That was that was kind of that was the best part. The you know the whole freeing idea that I could be out and just run around with a stick and a, and a couple of gloves and just be a hockey player, you know? I mean... <sighs> and the stick's much lighter, but it's not as much fun to deal with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I will say there was one play where... Uh, I'm sorry, this has become the, the American Rhino podcast, but there was one play where Paul was on my team and he... He made an like a cross deck outlet pass up to me and I, you know, I was wide open, but I had to sprint full out to catch up with the puck. And I basically I caught up to it right, maybe, you know, like right by the circle or right by the, you know, in, in a great shooting position. But mm-hmm. I was off balance and I whipped a very hard backhand shot right at uh, Sean, who was playing goal. So I didn't score on it or, but you know, it it was an exhilarating experience, but I felt like I was on the verge of screwing everything up or falling on my face or like, I don't know how you guys managed to keep control of the puck and, and maintain your composure in those situations. I was just like, Oh my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? Oh no, don't screw this up. And actually I I said to my wife uh, that day after the fact, I said, you know, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that I wasn't able to score on that play because it was a great chance, but I feel like there's every possibility that there's an alternate universe where, well, there's an alternate universe where I scored on that play, but there's also an alternate universe where I, I tripped over my own feet and broke my leg on that play. So all things considered, I'm happy with the universe that I'm living in where I didn't score, but nothing bad happened either. Hey, a shot on goal is just as good in, in a lot of aspects, especially if it's a tight game and with the competition that we play in. Exactly. It, it's really hard to uh, get shots off and forget about scoring. I don't know how anybody scores. So well done, sir. That's great. That, that's a great experience. And I think everybody should be able to enjoy every bit of hockey, especially in deck. If you want to try being a center or a forward or a defenseman or even a goalie, that, that's a lot of fun to, to really get a sense of what goes into each players talents and abilities and you really get to learn and love the sport a little bit more one thing that i wish i could be a little more objective about and maybe i'll ask somebody who's on my team next time i see them whether this was just my inexperience or whether this was actually something that happened i felt like i wasn't getting a lot of time when i did get the puck like i was being pressured very closely and very quickly so I don't know if that's just a case of me not being familiar, you know, not being accustomed to the amount of time that your average player gets with the puck, you know, when they're playing high or, or playing back or what have you, or if the other team was deliberately pressuring me because they knew I was inexperienced and thought I might screw up and turn it over. Were you on the court or were you on the regular hockey rink? 
No, we were on the the Hamble court. And was it three on three forwards? Yep. Okay. So to answer your question, it's very tight. And personally for me, and again, I'm not very good and I'm not quick or anything like that, but I've never ever as any time we've played on the court ever felt like I had any time to do anything. There's always a stick in the way. There's always somebody who gets back Mm -hmm. because there's no room. Right. So that's not on you at all. That's just, that's the way it goes, at least for me. And, you know, obviously I'm not as talented as a lot of our other players are, but I never feel that I have a chance to either get a good handle on the puck, get a play, look up and see what to do with it. It's, it's always like immediate. And a lot of times if I'm even able to get a shot, somebody's stick will be in the way or somebody will block it. So it's a little frustrating in that aspect. So don't, don't feel bad. That's not on you at all. That's just the nature of a little court and having skilled players to play against. I will say recognizing some of the things that I did do well, I think, or, or reasonably well. One, I didn't really turn the puck over very much. There was a couple of times when I tried to, to push a pass through that got intercepted. But for the most part, when I was passing the puck, I was able to not <laughs> hand it over to the other team. I was, it was going more or less where I wanted it to go. And, and when I was trying to clear it, I was generally able to clear it. So there's that. And then the other thing that I will admit to having done reasonably well is um, aside from a couple of th- plays in the beginning where I had some trouble just maneuvering my stick because it's longer than I'm used to. And I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not used to moving it around the same way as a goalie stick. There were a couple of times when one in particular, where I failed to clear the crease when the puck was just sitting in the crease and the goalie was out of position. And I, I really, I should have cleared it, but I couldn't get my stick around. If I had been more experienced, maybe I would have been able to just kick it out, but I wasn't able to. And, and the, the offensive player was able to just, you know, put it in. But aside from a couple of instances of that, I think I did play pretty well defensively just on the whole. And, um, and I, I think I, I played pretty well around the goal as well. So I think, well, I'm certainly not looking to switch my position anytime soon. I think I do have the potential to get better. Let's say that. But, oh man, geez, James, how long have we been talking about this? I, I we, this is, I think this is definitely the <laughs> longest we've ever gone. Yes. My wife just said a while. So th- I think this is the longest we've ever gone without properly introducing ourselves. And we have a guest. I'm so, so sorry. Oh man. We, we are, uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you have a week off. Apologies. Yeah. Diarrhea of the mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> we just, we get to talking about ourselves and, and this is what you get. And I apologize if you're still with us for some reason. We will start the podcast and we will make it worth your while. So uh, in that case, as you said, we do have a guest and we shouldn't keep him waiting any longer. So let's jump right into our starting lineup. Yes. Yes. All right. Sorry. And for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American Rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my stalwart co-host... On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi, and back with us in this podcast. Sometimes winger, sometimes defenseman, number 57, Lou Harvton. Welcome back to the pod, Lou. Good to be back. Good. If I can do a Star Trek reference for you guys, I feel like Q. I feel like I'm, I'm the Q of the, uh, <laughs> of the podcast. You show up once a year? Randomly. Yeah. <laughs> well done, sir. Yeah. Listen, a Star Trek <laughs> reference is always welcome on this podcast. <laughs> 
All right, Lou, just hang on one second. You've been here before. You know the drill. We just have one more piece of business to take care of. And James, if you would not mind, could you please tell us what is on deck for this podcast? Yes, sir. Thank you. NC State of Mind, great friend of the podcast, Mr. Lou Harbiton of Charlotte Street Hockey is back with some big news, and he's here to tell us all about it. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome. That was quick, and it should be, because we kept Lou waiting far too long. So without further ado, Lou, welcome back to the podcast. And yeah, like we were saying off air, back with us, a very great friend of the podcast, Mr. Lou Harbington. And uh, as you were saying, Lou, um, you know, great to have you here and get us to the other side of 100. So it's an honor to have you back. But uh, just fill us in on what's going on in Charlotte Street Hockey, please. Wow. Lots of things going on. So as a group, we've grown in great numbers, especially over the past year. We've grown over 100 members. So we're up there over 300 just in the Facebook group. And we still have the email group and everything separate and Twitter followers and all that. We're primarily a pickup group. And we have tournaments every now and then. Some people like to play, want to really want a, a league started up. The issue is the facility we do play in by their bylaws or, or whatnot we're not able to actually run a program through their facility to profit us, so to speak. So we're looking to either do that in another location or maybe somehow find a facility of our own to run our own leagues and tournaments and, and that kind of thing. So one of our first steps to do that is, of course, fundraising so that we can make ourselves legitimate as a league. So we decided to hold a fun little tournament at our home rink, which is the Weimar Park basketball courts. And so we were charging a set amount of money, you know, have a fun little round robin, you know, an elimination kind of tournament, have a cookout at the end, you know, have some camaraderie because it's, you know, it was around, well, supposed to be my Memorial Day anyway. So of course you have to have a cookout. <laughs> and, you know, just have a fun, it's just have a fun time about it. It's not a serious tournament. It's just a fun thing. You're helping a group by um, contributing money. One of the goals with the funds is to apply for nonprofit status, which costs more money than I actually thought it did. That would enable us to actually run a league, say, in a, in a roller rink or a, uh, a rec center somewhere. So for liability and all that kind of legal mumbo jumbo. So was that the issue with the bylaws of the facility that you were trying to get into regularly, that you weren't kind of an incorporated group that was covered legally? I think that's part of it. And the other part of it, they just they say they don't rent out any space to, I guess, possibly competing programs. They don't actually have a street hockey program. We are the street hockey program. We still continue to have our pickup games there. So that part of the relationship is still there, but we even tried to hold this tournament at that facility and they wouldn't let it because it's a fundraising for us and we would profit even though we would be actually renting the facility for them. Interesting. So, uh, huh. Yeah. That's okay. It's disappointing because we had a good relationship with them since 2011. I mean, we've played there hundreds of times. We've held, we've held a couple of tournaments. They've held a couple of leagues. They've had a change of leadership, and I think that might have been part of it. So it's disappointing, but in the other respect, it kind of tells us that we need to grow as a group. And, you know, I hate 
using this term, but take it to the next level kind of thing. All right. Well, good luck with that. And I'm sure yeah. that this, well, I'm not sure, but I hope that this tournament that you just had really uh, contributed to the, the growth of the group. Yeah. Well, actually, we had to postpone it due to Mother Nature. And we were, I was looking all week and it's 80% chance of rain the whole time and mm. it gets to Friday night. And I just don't want to take a chance because there's people driving um, an hour and a half in some respects to get to us. So I called it. And what you know, it didn't rain a drop. It rained at 7.30 in the morning and didn't rain again until probably about 4 o'clock, which was well within our window of tournament time. But you couldn't never risk can, it, yeah. You just can't ever predict these things. No, of yeah. course. And, and when you're talking about deck hockey, slick surfaces can be a problem for people running around in sneakers and on you know concrete or asphalt or whatever surface yeah. you happen to be playing on. Yeah, and you want a quality, I want a quality product, too, yeah, out there. I don't want... You know, I don't want people slipping, sliding, and going to break an ankle or, God forbid, anything happening like that. But So when did you reschedule it for? Uh, so we rescheduled it for Saturday, June 23rd, ah. weather permitting. We haven't picked up any more people as of yet. I suspect the closer we get to uh, the sign-up deadline, we'll, we'll probably get some more in there. Just okay. people's schedules and everything, which I understand. Now, the big question since it's no longer Memorial Day, are you still having the cookout? Absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really like to eat, so yeah. Are burgers and hot dogs included in the price of the registration fee? Absolutely. All right. Name some soda or pop. Where are you guys going up there? Oh Very well, cool. James and I would call it soda, but okay. I know you know depending on where you are in the country, that's that's uh, a so hot down here. Hot I'm topic from conversation. Western Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm from Western Pennsylvania. It's pop there. It's soda really? down here. That I'm surprised that far east. Uh, I've never heard it called that that far east before, so <laughs> I didn't realize that that was the case. I know uh, I know out west they they call it pop, and I know in some places down south they call any kind of soda Coke. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I worked the guy from Alabama. We talk about that all the time, <laughs> which is strange to me. But you know, I guess you're used to what you're used to. Exactly. And again, yeah, the, the the bridging qualities of deck hockey and ball hockey, too. Yeah. So obviously, and I'm sure a lot of people were also following the weather patterns for the formally titled Memorial Day 250. So I'm sure that's probably why you didn't get as many people as you were hoping for. But now for June 23rd coming up, did you have to rename the tournament, too? Yeah, I figured since it wouldn't be anywhere close to Memorial Day, I renamed it the uh, Summer Slapper <laughs> because uh, Kevin Frost took Summer Shootout already, so I didn't want to step on his feet too much. So. Kevin! <laughs> Friend of the show, Kevin Frost. Now, um, uh, does that mean that slappers are, in fact, legal in, in this tournament? Unfortunately, they are because my face has taken the brunt of a couple of them. Oh, no. Pretty, yeah. So, were you at least wearing a helmet? No, I was not. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're still a very good looking man too, by the way, for people that can't you. see yeah. you. So that's impressive. <laughs> you should have seen the ball. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good one. Spoken like a true deck defensive player. <laughs> With this group also, um, there's a roller group that uses the facility we we play pickup in mm -hmm. and they too are looking for a new venue. Well, not looking for a new venue, but they could definitely use it. Um, with the rink surface being concrete, it wears the wheels down really fast. Sure. There's slippery spots where the center line and the logo is painted. Hmm. Um, so it's they could use a place too. And uh, we have a lot of crossover between the two groups. There's players in between 
and they're in our corner too. So if and they were at least a hundred members strong. Oh, good. So we got to go backing to if we find anything and get something real going down here. We uh we definitely have the personnel for it. Now this is the basketball courts that you're talking about, where the roller hockey also plays. No, they played it. It's a it's a rink in the uh, South Charlotte area. Oh, okay. That's the place that you ran into issues with the bylaws. Yeah, the... yeah. It's oh, the okay. place. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So are there prospects on the map that you can scout out at least? Um, so we have two members actually in the group. Uh, one happens to be a real estate agent. When you have a group of 300, you have a lot of varying careers. Happen to have a real estate agent who is good friends with somebody in the group. They're both from Long Island. They moved down here. Oh, I think oh. uh, Dan, Dan, who's the real estate agent, moved down five years ago. And Nick and his family moved down last year. Nick actually organizes our pickup games, which I used to do. I finally found somebody who had the same gung-ho-ness that I did. Mm-hmm. I passed that torch to him, which kind of allowed me to step back and, and do something more with looking at a different place to play and starring leagues and, and making us a legitimate organization. So they've been scouring the, the Charlotte area looking for either real estate or any kind of buildings that would suit our use. So kind of an ongoing thing right now but even just to kind of flesh out the market and see what kind of cost we are talking about so we know how much money we will have to raise best of luck with that are you talking about building your own facility or what exactly are the expenses that you're raising money for that's a possibility either building our own or buying some land and building a semi-outdoor rink like an outdoor rink with maybe a roof on it or um the better bet is probably renting a building there's a person in our group who used to run a deck in Charlotte, but he has some equipment. He has a couple sets of boards and deck material. Oh, so, wow. you know, we also we also have a source at a good, probably reasonably priced sure. to put into a building. So there's, we're, we're, every option's on the table at this point. Have you considered doing like a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo or something for this? Or is it just kind of raising funds in-house? We're looking at that too. This we are treating the tournament kind of as a kickoff to the whole thing. So people kind of know what we're doing and why we're doing. And and later on down the line, like people who didn't want to play or couldn't play, but they still want to donate, we'll have like a Kickstarter page or something like that. All right. Well, that's a noble, noble venture that you are pursuing. And we wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you. It's a very crazy venture, too. It seems like you're on the right track. You have the plan. You're executing it. And that's fantastic that you have a real estate agent and, and other people that are you know, 300 players, that's fantastic, plus the additional 100 for the other league, too. So, and, and deck hockey is really popular in, in North Carolina, as we understand as well. So, it seems like you're really on the right track to get things going. So, best of luck with the tournament. I hope that it sparks what you need. And any help that we can offer, we'd love to as well. We'll even try and promote the Summer Slapper as much as we can and, and whatnot. And go for it, man. It sounds like you're in the beginning stages but i think you're on the way to getting your goal i certainly hope so thanks for the support and the kind words we also have another angle we're working on one other member of our group longtime member uh, matt Roskamp. he has actually been talking to the charlotte checkers who is the hl affiliate for the carolina hurricanes huh. right um he talked to them the other day and kind of gave him just a quick overview of kind of what we're doing and looking for so there's that angle. And thinking back to your story in two podcasts ago, I think the Cleveland uh, Monsters, what they do with the um, their deck hockey group up there. Exactly. We're gonna, you know, we'll present that to the checkers and 
you know, see if they can do something similar. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, we have a lot of irons in the fire right now. It's just something's got to, one of those got to hit. So. That's very exciting all around, really. Anything else going on that you want to talk about while you're here? Uh, let's see. Well, there is, uh, since I did mention a uh, friend of the show, Kevin Frost. Yes. We will be sending an onslaught of forces to Greensboro. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> uh, we'll be sending a three B level, so he's doing a A is the higher, the mm-hmm. highest level, so A B C. Right. Uh, we'll be sending three B and one C level team to this tournament. Two of the B levels are a split squad from the our actual travel tournament team, and one is actually headed up by uh, Nick Rose, who does the pickup games. Oh wow! Terrific. That's the that's one of the real estate agents that you you were working with. From that move, um, the front of the real estate agent. Yeah. Oh, front of the real estate. Okay, sorry, I can't, I can't keep up. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's great. That's wonderful. Um, and you know, good luck with that. That's uh, as I recall, July twenty first. I believe that tournament is James. Correct is me July twenty first. Yes. Yeah, all right. Excellent. Yeah. So we we talked to Kevin about that a few episodes ago, and that that seems like it's going to be a great tournament and. That, let's see. So that was, uh, I think it was like six six players per team. Was that right? It's been a while. One goalie. How was that? One, two, three. Five. Yeah, five. Well, it's a three on three plus a goalie. Okay. And, and a couple of subs. Two subs, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, great. So, yeah, that, that sounds... <laughs> And you're able to send four teams. That's really exciting. Well, uh, yeah. is there a rivalry then, between the teams then, that yeah. you're sending? Or is it just like we're all on Team Lou? <laughs> <laughs> One team will be our, pretty much the two names we had for the Iron Man, the Jesters and the Firebirds. Okay. Okay. All right. And well. um, the other B team, I think it's the Panthers, if I'm not mistaken. And you're and all friends. Know. You're all friends, but everyone wants to win. <laughs> you figure more we send up, the better chance, the better the odds are. Yeah, of course. Uh, that really is an onslaught. So, what happens if you wind up having to play each other? It'll be just like the Iron Man, and you know, the best Charlotte team win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys <laughs> sent a delegation down to the Iron Man and did pretty well, didn't you? Yes. So that's yeah. You know, hoping we did for, well time. So hoping for another showing just like that. So good for you. Yeah, and I'm actually going to play in this one. So. Oh Excellent. great! I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> are you gonna uh, gonna be a Firebird or what, what team you're looking for? I'm gonna be a. I'll be a, I'll be on the Jester's team, I believe. Okay. Well, best so, of luck. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Are you going to uh, keep track of your progress too, or is someone going to keep track of your progress on Facebook and or Twitter so we can yeah, follow I'll along? Just see if I can trick somebody into doing it for me there. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Live tweet. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, focus on playing and winning, of course. But I need to fire a social media specialist or something. <laughs> okay. How about your tournament that's coming up, the Summer Slapper? Are you going to be having a large social media presence around that, or is it just kind of we have the fun day of and we'll you know report on it after the fact? We might do some Facebook Live and, and things like that. Great. Well, we'll be looking out for that. Absolutely. All right. Um, and one thing I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about again with me being able to step back and and kind of get a, a bigger picture look at ball hockey for Charlotte and even what Kevin's doing in Raleigh. We're organizing. Well, we're in the very very beginning stages of coming up with uh, 
kind of a, a portal or not we're not sure exactly how this would will happen either a website or through social media or, or something like this but gather all of the smaller street and ball hockey groups like charlotte and raleigh and kevin having the tournaments in raleigh and greensboro a lot have kind of come out of the woodwork that we didn't know about there's groups in wilmington and um the virginia seashore area athens georgia um franklin north carolina which is way up in the mountains mm-hmm. or western carolina university is so kind of gather these the the smaller groups together to give them you give everybody a kind of a presence and a portal and a uh, kind of an outlet for anything, maybe events that they're holding so that we can have some uh, cross-pollination of groups. If some guys want to go play in a tournament in Athens, we might not know about it because not everybody goes there on Facebook but don't have a website, and some groups have Twitter's on website and no Facebook presence. So kind of make a, a one-stop shop for a like a southeast region ball or street hockey group. That's really exciting. So, so in the very beginning stages right now, just gathering names and just kind of going out there and searching for groups on Google and Facebook and, and seeing what we can find and contact these groups and, and kind of see if they want to do this kind of thing. So best case, you're hoping to put together maybe like a website which has all the, the information about all of the different groups contained in it and can also have the capacity to send information out to all those groups. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, that's really cool. I hope that comes together for you. Thank you. Something like the, I don't know, don't even know we're going to name it yet. Something like Southeast Ball Hockey Federation, something that I expect, you know, just to get the regional, all the little guys together and share ideas and have everybody kind of have the same growth pattern that the other larger groups have enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, you know, I think probably the fact that these groups are so small and and kind of fall through the cracks probably makes it hard for people to, you know, just even know that some of them exist. So if you have something like that, I think it benefits everybody to raise attention and and awareness about all of these different options for people to play in the area. So definitely. We still have people that join our group that says, Tell us. I've lived for five years. I didn't even know you guys were here. So, <laughs> all right. Well, keep us posted on that. Definitely, we will. You know, if when it comes together, we'll gladly cover it and plug it here on the podcast. Appreciate that. Probably looking maybe with the earliest twenty nineteen, probably like January. I'd like to turn a switch on it, so to speak. But yeah, great. Um, the good thing about the tournament at Greensboro is a lot of the people from these groups will be there. We'll be able to to talk and and bounce ideas back and forth. To see if uh, they like this idea. All right. Well, we wish you a great tournament and great success with this uh, endeavor, this 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 alliance that you're trying to build. Thank you. That's really exciting, actually. You're just looking to stick in North Carolina or anybody that you can. Anybody in the in the region, really, even northern Florida, anywhere Georgia, Alabama, Virginia, Tennessee. There's there's groups all over the place, but there's little. I don't want to say little organization, but it'll be nice to have one place where you can go and find something in your region or just a, just a bigger presence, even on the website searches and such like that. So. Yeah, I mean, definitely makes sense. But that, that's fantastic. And, and again, as we're always emphasizing, we compete against one another, but we're all on the same team for the spread of ball and deck hockey. So that, that's really great, man. Uh, best of luck with that. And as Gary said, please keep us posted on that. We'll do what we can 
to promote it, and you're more than welcome to come back on when it's getting off the ground and whatnot. Sounds good. Well, Kevin, on too, since this is fully, we're kind of partnering up on this. So he has a lot of resources he can use, and I'll be doing the contacting and such. So perfect. That's um, you can't ask for anything more than that. That's so awesome. Very awesome. Yep. Have you and Kevin on at the same time? It's like an all-star team. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Best of luck, man. Yeah, absolutely best of luck with the Summer Slapper. Best of luck with the new league and the uh, finding a place to play. I mean, you're a busy you. man, so that's great. That, that's good to have a lot of things to do, you know? Before you go, do you want to throw us your uh, your social media stuff now just to remind everybody where we can find the uh, Charlotte Street Hockey League? Sure. We are on every major and minor social network. Facebook, we're at Charlotte Street Hockey in groups. Uh, we're on Instagram. I believe it's at CLT Street Hockey. That's the same handle on Twitter. And we also have a YouTube channel that's we don't really keep updated too much, but we really should. <laughs> um, there's some older videos on there if you want to go on and check out some of our uh, in our infancy as a group. Definitely. Looking back on the videos, they're kind of funny. Just think of the time. So. Well, I, I can't speak for YouTube, but you know, we have checked out the things that you post every so often on Facebook. Just little snippets of your games, and those are always fun to watch. Yeah, we have a good time. We're a good bunch of guys. Looks like we also do have a website: www.charlottestreethockey.com. All right. Well, in all of those places, uh, I, I would encourage you to, if you're in the area, to check out. Lou and Charlotte Street Hockey. It seems to be a growing fast. So you want to get in on the ground floor. <laughs> you don't want to miss out. And definitely sign up for the June 23rd Summer Slapper Tournament, too. Yeah. All right. Well, Lou, it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast here. You're welcome back anytime. And uh, again, good luck with everything. Thank you, guys. Great to be on here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for uh, just supporting our group, too, and getting uh, all the shares and everything out there for us. So yeah, sure. That's appreciated on the side. The least we can do. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay, take care, guys. You too, sir. Thanks. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. Okay, so thank you, Lou, so very much once again for being on the podcast. And, and we really do. We wish you all the luck in the world with your upcoming tournament and uh, all of your projects, the irons that you have in the fire, as you, you so eloquently put it. Thank you to Pops for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you, to Anthony Sajazi for providing us music. Thank you to the LIQ for sound effects and for tolerating me out of the net and in net for that matter. And thank you, of course, always for listening to this podcast. As we embark on our next hundred episodes, we sincerely appreciate you taking the time to make us part of your week. And uh, we, we, you know, we hope you'll stick around. And so with that being said, if you would like to talk to us, if you'd like to reach out and contact us for whatever reason, we can be found at the following places. You can email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are hitthedeckpod. And on Instagram and on Facebook, we are at hitthedeck. And we would encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe there. Or, uh, you know, if we're not on that service, then please let us know and we'll try and get on there. Speaking of subscriptions, you heard us talking before about the YouTube channel and all the highlights that we put on there. I cannot stress enough how much it would help us and how important it would be to us if you were to decide to subscribe to us on YouTube. We would 
really very genuinely appreciate it and also something that would help us out immeasurably and i again i can't stress this enough please if you have a few minutes go in itunes and uh, leave us a review whatever you think is fair leave us a review about the podcast and why you think it's a, you know an enjoyable listen and that would really 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 help us out if you have a few minutes to do that so thank you for that james is there anything that i've neglected to mention or that you'd care to add just thank you for all your work and thanks for listening out there yes sir all right so whether you are out there like a newborn fawn with uh, just getting your legs under you playing a position for the first time or whether you are old hat and and solid as a rock doing what you, you do all the time whether you are starting your own regional uh, association of hockey or whether you're just somebody who is, you know, sitting in your comfort zone watching the Stanley Cup finals, whatever you happen to find yourself doing, I would urge you always and forever to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Anything it seems like you're... I mean, you're sorry, Gary. No, no, uh, it seems again, like James. you're... Um... Th- third time's the charm. Go. I'll shut up. <laughs>